Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realise you can do big things. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Firstly, I just want to say the biggest thank you for all of your love and support last week. I have done so many happy dances after <laughs> over the last seven days. And every time somebody messages me or says they've listened to it or rates it or subscribes or reviews, I honestly get so happy. So just the biggest thank you. Your support really, really doesn't go unnoticed. And I appreciate every single one of you. So this week, I wanted to talk all about fears. So how can we make friends with fear, build a relationship with fear and understand how it's showing up for us and what we can do to move through it and not let fear hold us back from going after the things that we want in life. So just to start off by really talking around this perception, we have a fear. And I think we're all so quick to assume that fear is a bad thing. Fear is something that we want to avoid. It's something that we don't want in our life. It's something that's negative. But actually, fear is a great thing. And I always think of fear as a guaranteed way that you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, that you're moving forward, that you're making progress. Otherwise, you wouldn't be feeling that fear because it'd be something that you're always doing. So actually, the goal isn't to remove fear entirely. We, d- we want to have some element of fear. It's all part of the journey, all of those different emotions. So we have fear, worry, frustration, happiness, excitement, sadness. Every single emotion is there to be felt and it's there to tell you something. So fear isn't something that we want to get rid of. Fear is only something that we don't want in our lives when it's actually stopping us from making the decisions and doing the things that we really want to. So I like to think of fear as your protective parent, your partner, your best friend, someone who wants to wrap you up up in bubble wrap and keep you safe. And one of the analogies that I absolutely love is that it's allowed to come in the car with you. Maybe it's even allowed to take a seat, but whatever you do, don't let it touch the steering wheel. And for me, that sums it up so perfectly and is so powerful. The fact that it's allowed to come on the journey. It's actually part of the journey, but whatever you do, don't let it hold the driving wheel and actually drive you to that end destination. You still need to be in control of that. And fear really does show up in so many different ways in our life. And for me, there are kind of two obvious things. So the first one being almost that bubbling underneath the surface kind of scared where it's stopping us, it's holding us back, it's keeping us stuck. So when I think about changing careers, leaving a job, launching that business, moving to that country, there is a level of fear there that's that's keeping me stuck from even taking the first step in doing those things. Then if I think about standing up to deliver a presentation, go on a first date, receive a phone call from an unknown number, which might just be me, (laughs) but it's a very different 
reaction to fear and the physical response is so different so if I'm standing up to do a presentation it might be more feeling panicked speaking quickly getting flushed um having sweaty hands whereas if I think about changing careers or moving country I have a very very different response to that it's more of a it's just holding me back and keeping me stuck so really when we think about how we can move through our life without letting fear in the driver's seat, the first thing for me is really awareness and actually learning about it and not turning away from it and pretending it's not happening and that it's gonna go away if we ignore it. So understanding the situations when fear is showing up and how it's manifesting itself. So thinking about fear in this cycle, so starting off with the situation. So in the context of fear, it might be speaking in a meeting, handing in your notice, sending that email, going to that event, speaking at that presentation, going on a first date, whatever it is. It always starts off with a situation. That situation then creates a thought. So the thought might be, I might get it wrong. What if something happens? What if they don't like me? What if I fluff up my words? I'm not good enough. We really catastrophize it. And we have all of these negative thought patterns in our head about what's the worst case scenario? What's all the things that might go wrong? Those thoughts then create a feeling, which is when we actually start to feel scared. We feel worried. We feel nervous. And those feelings create an action or a lack of action. So we don't end up doing it. We don't speak to that person. We don't set up that business. We don't move to that country. We keep playing small and we keep leaving ourselves in, in our, inside our comfort zone. And by taking that action or not taking that action, we're giving ourselves the results and the evidence that we're not good enough. It was never something we were meant to be doing anyway. We're not capable of it. And that keeps on going round and round in that cycle. So my first piece of advice is really starting to record the patterns that you're noticing at every stage through that cycle. So when is this fear showing up? What thoughts is it creating? How's it making you feel? And what action are you taking or not taking? And you might start to notice those patterns and record those patterns by thinking about all the things that you would be doing if fear didn't exist. So what job would you be having? Where would you be living? What would your life look like? Who would you be living with? And then asking yourself why you're not doing them. What are you scared of in going after those big dreams? Another way of doing it would be incorporating it as part of a daily journal practice or simply just making a note as you go throughout the week. When are those fears coming in? What's happening? How are you responding to them? What are you doing and not doing? And I think so often we really overlook this awareness piece. We like to pretend that it's something that doesn't happen. And if we push it to the back of our minds and forget about it, then we don't have to face the consequences of it. But actually, really, the first stage is to get awareness of those things and really digging deep under the surface of where are those things coming from and how are they manifesting themselves. And when we think of fear, I like to think of it as an iceberg. So on the surface, the bit you can see is how fear manifests itself. So that might be procrastinating. It might be avoiding people. It might be giving yourself every excuse under the sun. It might be reaching for all of the sugary food in the cupboard. And then underneath the surface, the bit that we can't see is where fear actually lives. And they're 
and all of those underlying values, the beliefs, the thoughts that we're having. So I'm not good enough. I might get it wrong. What if someone says something? What if someone judges me? What if I get rejected? And really, in order to work through fear, we need to focus on what's going on underneath the surface. What's caused that fear in the first place? And digging down into what those thoughts and those beliefs are that are manifesting to the fear above the surface, the bits we're seeing on a mental and a physical level. And so much of the time we try to tackle it from on top of the surface, which is almost like tackling the symptoms, but not really picking down into the reason that it's happening in the first place. So the evidence stage that I mentioned in that cycle is so, so important too. So once we've had that action or inaction, we're giving ourselves evidence and starting to record affirming evidence that you can do it is so, so critical to moving through those fears. So every time you do something that scares you, every time you do something that's brave, write it down. So whether it's something small, like sending that email, showing up on Instagram, putting your hand in that meeting, whatever it is, really capturing those moments where you've done something that you showed bravery. And what happened? Was it as bad as you thought? How does it feel now? Even thinking back to a job interview you had or going on a first date with someone or moving into a new area, getting a pet, those things always start with some sort of fear. But how do you feel about them now? What happiness has that brought you? What opportunities has that given you? And then in the times that you do feel scared, you can look back on this list and reflect on all of the times where you've been in that situation before. You felt that feeling before, but actually what happened? Was it a great thing in the end? So I like to write that in a notebook and I call this notebook Conversations with Fear Notebook. So that goes in the front of the notebook. And then in the back of the notebook, something I also find really useful is writing a letter to fear. And it sounds a lot more elaborate (laughs) than it actually is. But every morning when I'm in the shower or I'm out on a walk, I like to think about where is fear going to show up for me today and where is it going to try and trip me up? And I then write a letter to Fierce. We say, hi, Fear. I know you're going to try and hold me back today when I go to do X and you're going to try and stop me. Thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I'm choosing something different and I'm going to do it anyway. So really actually trying to speak to that voice as if it is that friend or that parent or that partner that's trying to keep you safe and trying to almost forewarn yourself and prepare yourself for the way that fear is going to show up when you're actually not in that state of feeling scared, I find can be so, so powerful. Because then in the day, when you do go to do that thing, you can almost go, oh yeah, I knew this was coming and I'm going to do it anyway, rather than being like, oh my God, now I suddenly feel really nervous. Another tip I like is to imagine the situation that's going to make me feel scared. So obviously, once I've gained awareness of when I'm going to feel nervous, maybe it's going to do a presentation, maybe it's going to have a conversation with my boss, whatever it is, really imagining step by step and playing out that situation in my head about what's going to happen and how am I going to respond and using my imagination in a positive sense. So imagining it being handled peacefully, imagining the best case scenario. I'm really thinking about what am I doing? What am I saying? What am I thinking? How am I holding myself? What's my tone of voice? I'm really trying to see the good. And when we feel this emotion of fear, we so often focus on what we don't want. So what we don't want to happen, how we don't want to feel. 
but actually instead starting to focus on what you do want to happen. What is the best case scenario? What outcome might be great at the back of it? So if I think about the times where I have felt scared recently, so let's even take this podcast, for example. So I got a microphone for my birthday last May to record a podcast because I kept on talking about the fact that I wanted to launch this podcast, but I was shit scared, basically. (laughs) So it's almost taken almost a year for me to actually launch a podcast, despite the fact that a year ago I knew that I wanted to do it. But actually since then, I didn't strive to be at that end goal. Obviously, that end goal of launching a podcast was in the back of my mind, but I didn't leap day one from feeling shit scared about doing it into, okay, bam, I'm going to record a podcast. I thought about what are the milestones? What are the progress points? How can I be working on that confidence muscle for the next year until I feel ready? That, yeah, of course, it's still going to be scary, but not to the extent where it makes me want to shit myself. (laughs) It makes me feel sick. So actually, like even thinking about it as if you're doing a long journey from Scotland to Cornwall, of course, the end destination is getting to Cornwall. But actually, what are the service stations that you're stopping at along the way? What are those baby milestones? What are the progress points that you can do to get yourself towards that end destination? And not feeling like you have to leap suddenly into this big things that scare you. And rather focus on what are the small things that are, of course, scaring you to some extent. They are pushing yourself pushing you outside your comfort zone. So for me, it was going on other people's podcasts. It was doing Instagram lives. It was showing up more on my stories. It was working with clients one-to-one. So I was building up that resilience and I was building up that confidence muscle for a year before I was in the position where I was ready to launch a podcast. And now when I did it, of course, there was some element of nerves and fear around it, but not to the same extent, whereas last year I felt sick even thinking about it. So actually really trying to scale that big goal down into what are the small progress points that I could be taking along the way that are going to get me there. So for example, if you want to do an event to 100 people, start off by doing an event to 10 people. If you want to write a book, start off by writing a blog post. If you want to be a TV presenter, start off by talking on your Instagram stories, whatever it is, think about what are the the smaller ways that I can start to become more resilient and become more confident in those areas before I throw myself into this massive end goal. And if we think about having a bit of a scale, so a scale of fear, if if we're rating fear from one to 10, when you're in those situations where you feel worried, you feel nervous, just give it a score. And the goal isn't to get it from a 10 straight down to a one. The goal is to think about how can you be climbing that ladder, even if it's by one or two notches, to start bringing that fear down. And a lot of the time that can be from actually scaling back that end goal that we're trying to do. So how can you make it feel like a a six rather than feeling like a nine? And then next time that thing that feels like a six now will probably feel like a five. And then you can find something else that feels like a six. So you're constantly progressing up that ladder. Another thing that I like to do to kind of climb those notches <laughs> is to try and do something that slows down the feeling. So you'll notice that fear is very fast paced. We're panicked, we're breathing quickly, we're talking faster, we're rushing. So actually writing down the things that slow me down, that make me feel good, that makes me feel empowered, in control, confident. So things like going for a walk, standing on the balcony with a cup of tea, 
meditating, journaling, cuddling Lola, tidying a messy drawer, breathing. And actually, most of those things take a couple of minutes. So when I do feel that element of fear set in, I can quickly look at that list and be like, okay, right, I'm going to go and stand on the balcony with a cuppa, or I'm going to give Lola a cuddle, or I'm going to tidy that drawer that still definitely needs a tidy, (laughs) or I'm going to do a quick meditation or whatever it is, I can quickly slow down that panic, panic, panic that I'm feeling in the moment of fear. Another thing that I find really useful is thinking about what is the worst case scenario? What realistically is the worst thing that's going to happen? And how likely is that to happen? And is it even that bad? So much of the time we create this big story in our head about the worst case scenario, all these things that might go wrong, how awful it's going to be. But actually, is that likely to happen? And if it does, is it that bad? So thinking about this podcast, for example, what's the worst that's going to happen? I launch a podcast and nobody listens to it. Nothing's lost. If I go for a job and I don't get it, well, I wasn't going to get it if I didn't go for that interview in the first place. So again, there's nothing lost. So actually really thinking about what what is the worst thing that's going to happen that you don't get that job? No one listens to your podcast. No one likes that post on Instagram. Whatever it is, it normally isn't as bad as we think it's going to be. And actually realizing that nobody cares in the nicest way possible. Nobody cares as much as you think that they do. If you fluff your words in a presentation, if you say something silly, if you trip over in the gym, whatever it is, nobody actually cares. Most people don't even notice. And if they do, people have got so much going on in their life that they so quickly forget those things. So actually really taking the pressure off yourself to like be this perfect person to say everything right all the time to do all these perfect things and realizing that nobody notices the majority of the things that you think that they're watching the final thing i wanted to discuss was really just some of the common misconceptions that we have about confidence and not people who don't feel scared what what does that look like so for me confidence isn't about being the loudest person in the room. It isn't about showing off. It isn't being liked by everyone. It isn't believing in myself 100% of the time. It isn't never feeling nervous or unsure about anything. Confidence is really like supporting myself even when I have made mistakes, standing up for the things that I believe in, being comfortable with pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, letting my authentic self be soon, taking risks and being okay with the fact that things go wrong sometimes and the fact that I might make a fool of myself and I might fail in bunny ears. I don't know why I call them bunny ears, but (laughs) you know what I mean. And actually saying no, even when it's not something that somebody wants to hear. For me, that is what a lack of fear, that is what confidence resembles. And actually so much of the time, I think we think of people who are confident as being really loud, being really showy, putting their hand up for everything, being all singing, all, all dancing. But actually, is that what confidence is? And actually really trying to kind of where we started off with that perception around fear, that perception around confidence as well as to what does confidence even look like for you? And a lot of the time, it isn't what we kind of see in the films or we see on Instagram or we assume that a lack of fear is. 
So those are my tips for making friends with fear. As with everything in life, it's a journey. And over time, we have to work on building that muscle and getting used to the fact that it's not a bad thing. It can sit in the passenger seat. It's our little protective friend, but just not letting it touch the steering wheel. So I really hope that this episode helped to shed some light on fear and hopefully give you some actionable tips of things that you can do differently if you do feel like fear is holding you back from going after things in life. As always, I absolutely love hearing from you guys. So if you do want to have a chat, then please feel free to drop me a message on Instagram. My name is at Katie Sarah Forbes. And if you are so wonderful to leave me a rating, a review, subscribe, it really, really, really does help. And I'm so grateful for every single person who listens to this podcast. And I really hope that you can get something out of it. And please keep spreading the message and sharing the love. And until next time, I'm sending you all a massive virtual hug and I will speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of You Can Do Big Things. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and share. It really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at Forbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.